0: Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, I told Jody yesterday, I said Christmas was so good, the only thing that would have made it better would have been uh, spending it with our parents uh, if they would have been able to come out and, and join us and be a part of that, maybe sometime. We have not yet convinced them that the promised land of Pennsylvania is in the southwest corner of PA. So we're working on that. Um, maybe one day they'll they'll uh, get the the uh, idea and revelation. And uh, we'll be like Abraham, leaving their land and coming to a place that is much better. Um, but uh, we're glad you're in church today. We're, we're wrapping up a series today called The Sound of Heaven. And uh, we've been spending the last couple weeks here in the Christmas season uh, just uh, evaluating what is the sound of heaven, that we, we know that God is speaking over the earth. That from the very beginning, God saw the earth, or not just saw the earth, but, but hovered, the Spirit of God hovered over the earth, and he spoke. And from that very beginning, he never stopped speaking. How many believe that today? That God has never stopped speaking. There was a time of silence in between the Old Testament, what we know is the Old Testament and the New Testament, but God has always been preparing a people and readying a people, And uh, our heart's desires in this season, we would know where we are, but not just in view of where we're living, but in view and in recognition of what the Word of God, the Spirit of God is saying in our midst. Because God is still moving on the earth. Whether you believe it or not, the church is still advancing. The King of God is moving forward. That God is working and moving upon our, our, our earth and this land. And so we've been asking the question, what is the sound of heaven? That we would tune in like a radio dial. You know, some of you remember those days. You tune into the radio and just get the dial at just right, because if not, we hear the, the interference, the noise around us. And there's a difference between the noise of the earth and the sound of heaven. Oh, that we would tune our hearts to hear the sound of heaven. And uh, so that's our desire today. And we're wrapping this series up on this final Sunday of 2020. And uh, glad that uh, you're, you're here joining us uh, for that. I want to look in, in this uh, text, Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, might be somewhat familiar just in the context of of, uh, the story that maybe if you've been around church, you've heard this story. And uh, I want today uh, to just um, bring to mind just the sound that God is wanting to, to bring in our hearts that we would be hearing and ready and seeing. And so why don't you stand with me in Ezekiel chapter 37 as we look at this text. Ezekiel is a priest from the line of Levi. He is speaking to God's people and as he's speaking to them, much of what he's saying to them is judgment because they have been doing their own thing. But here Ezekiel is now giving him a word, or God has given a word to Ezekiel that begins a, a message of hope and redemption. How many know that God is, is, is a God who never leaves us the same way he found us? Come on, how many believe that today, that God never leaves us the same way that he found us, that we would know him more intently, deeply? And so here's uh, Ezekiel's word. But the Lord uh, gives him a vision, and he speaks this word in verse 1 of chapter 37. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Lord told me, suddenly as I spoke The valley came together and attached themselves to, and skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great, mighty army. How many know there's still an army that God has raised up? It's still moving. I want to share today from this message, simply titled this, Something's Rattling. God, I pray that we would sense the stirring of your presence, that God, we would tune in to what it is that you're doing in our day and in our hour. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. God, I pray that we would not be so familiar with our emotions and our feelings, but God, we'd be even more familiar with the breath of heaven, the prophetic word that you have for us in our day, in our land. Use us, we pray, in Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, would you say amen? amen. You may be seated. Tell your neighbor today something's rattling. Something's rattling. The sound of rattling. i got to be honest with you, when I hear something rattling, I get unnerved and uneasy. I'm, uh, I'm uh, not uh, the individual. I'm probably not the only one, but when something begins to rattle, you realize that it was not going to remain as it's been. Something is happening. If there's a rattling sound, there's the, the indication that something's about to happen. And me being mechanically not inclined when something rattles, it, it disturbs me because I do not have the ability to just fix and take care of whatever's rattling. Now, some of you are like, you've got the mechanical mind, and you understand it, so it doesn't unnerve you the same. You can understand and know what needs to happen, and you can confront it. But for those of us that aren't mechanically inclined, anytime we hear something rattling, it's, oh, no, here's a problem. That there's something that is shifting. Here's what I do know about the sound of rattling. That when there's the sound of rattling, it means this, that something will not remain in its current condition. That something cannot remain as it's been. That there's a condition that needs to shift or there's something that's needing to happen in the moment. I don't know if you can relate to this, but 2020 has had a lot of rattling. This has been a year of things rattling. We have, we have seen things that were much different. We started the year, if you remember, if you've been a part of our, our church family, we, we like to start the year with themes, and, and next year, or next week, well, next year, yeah, next week, uh, we'll be uh, just sharing and kicking off our new theme of, of 21, where we believe God is, is wanting to take us. We started 2020 with this theme, moving into more. Well, this is a lot more than we imagined I mean, 2020 has not really been all that we imagined, but yet even in the rattling and the shifting, God has been working and doing some things that are necessary. Sometimes in the rattling, that there's movement that needs to occur. In 2020, we've learned some things that there's a difference between essential and non-essential. But we learned that there's some things that, that are essential in our lives, and And what's not essential, and I realize that in in our culture, we've applied that to who employees are and employers or or people who who work. Let me just say, every single person who breathes is essential to the kingdom of God and to individuals and to culture and society. But we are identifying what is essential and not essential. Is it essential to to go to certain stores and eat in restaurants? Is it essential or non-essential? We've been evaluating what is important and recognizing how many know that sometimes when things get rattled, it's a great moment for us to evaluate what is really important because maybe some things we've made important aren't as important as we've made them. We've recognized as well that in this season, that as things rattle as well, that there's the, the ability or the need to see people above perspective because you have a perspective and that's great, but it's just your perspective. Your perspective doesn't have the big per- worldview or the big perspective. You only see from where you are, and it's not until we get to see from where other people are that we really get to be the body of Christ and see together according to the kingdom of God that we've got to be able to see people and not just perspectives, that we've got to have the ability to have conversations and not just emotions. How many know it's one thing to have emotions? That easily gets rattled, but, oh, God, help us to have conversations that we can reason together and be reasonable and hear and be the body of Christ. There's some things that get rattled. When things get rattled, I don't always feel easy in the moments when things rattle. I gotta be honest with you, I really wanna find the quick fix and make it go back to where it was like it never happened. I feel like one of the dangers of ending 2020 is that we can try to just hurry up and get into 21 and make it act and look like 2020 never happened. But if it never happened, then we might miss what it is that God's wanting to bring about in the process. That what it is that God's wanting to confront and God's wanting to evaluate in us and us to be shifted and changed because all I know is this, that when God found me, he didn't leave me the same way and every day I meet with him, I'm never the same when I leave. I'm never the same when I encounter his presence, when I spend time in his word, when I'm in His in, 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 in prayer and in the times of his spirit that it transforms and changes us from the inside out. Sometimes we're tempted to just do what we can do like it never happened. I remember one time someone had the uh, a light on their dash, and I was with them one day, and I said, oh, you got your engine light on? He said, yeah, and uh, I said, I got to get that looked at, absolutely, had the conversation. I come back, said, hey, did you ever get the engine light looked at? I said, no, but I put duct tape over it. I can't see it anymore. See, if you rattle something that you try to quick fix and just put back and get to where it was, and I want to challenge you and encourage you. If there's a fantasy in your mind that I need to get things back to where they were like they never happened, that is not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of man. Man always becomes protective and defensive. I've always got to put my mechanisms in place to get back to where I was. But here's what I know in Christ. Every time I'm in him, he doesn't take me where I was. He takes me where I've never been before. He allows me to know him like I've never known him before. It wasn't until Job walked through the troubles that he said by the end of Job, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes see you. It wasn't until the disciples were in a boat that was troubled and the waters hit and the the storm raged that the disciples said, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him? It's in those moments that we encounter God and we know him like we've never known him before that we're in a season and we all could agree and say, we wish most elements of 2020 would have never happened. But as we leave this year, let's not just try to get through and get by to just cope and just survive. God doesn't want us to be in survival mode. God wants us to be in, in a mode of living more in the abundance of where we've ever been before that he wants us to live in the abundance of, of who he is and the abundance of who he is. When you know the abundance of God, it doesn't become depleted in life circumstances and difficulties. Even in troubling places, you can know the goodness of our God. Even in difficult places, we can know the presence of our God, the one who is near, that when things begin to rattle, it's a moment that God is allowing things to be shifted and maybe some things need to rattle. And I realize it's unnerving whenever things begin to rattle. For me, it's unnerving because mechanically, when things begin to rattle, I'm confronted with my deficit. You know what my deficit is? I don't know how to fix this. Now, someone else who you can hear rattling, you can immediately, there are people, you know, it's pretty interesting that you talk to them and uh, they say, well, what kind of noise is it making? And you begin to describe it and they're like, oh yeah, that's this, 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 and this. I'm like, show off. You know they can understand why because they've heard the sound and they know what is happening. They become accustomed and they know how to apply the the fix and what to do. I don't like the noise because it makes me confront my inability and my deficit. We we don't like when it doesn't make sense and we can't figure it out. There's tension in a relationship. And whenever there's silent treatment or to avoider mode, because how many know rather than confronting what needs to be confronted, we've learned mechanisms and ways of how to just cope and get by. That we wouldn't just treat life as the ability to get by, but that we would allow in every moment, God, do the work in a spirit of God breathe new life. Spirit of God, bring us to where it is that we need to be, that we can walk in the fullness and the wholeness that you have for us. Can I just encourage us, shake from your mind the prayer, God, take me back to where I was. But God, if there's the only place, the only place that we ever go back to is to return to your first love. If you fell away from your first love, go back to your first love. After that, let God take you where you've never been before. Because wherever you were before caused you to lose your first love, so don't go back to that. Go back to your first love, return to where you were, fall in love with Jesus, allow your love with Christ to become everything, and let God take you from there to places that you've never been before. This is Ezekiel, and he sat down in a valley of dry bones. The Spirit of the Lord takes him. It's in a vision, but I believe not just a vision, I believe so real and a picture of what God is showing him. We know later that this is the picture of Israel that Israel has been going through difficult places. Israel got to where they were because they disobeyed God. How many know that there are life circumstances that are because we live in a a world that's broken and the rain falls on the just and the unjust? But sometimes there's also life circumstances that are connected to our poor choices. How many have ever had effects of poor choices? Don't look at the person you're beside and say, yeah, I'm sitting with them. That's not a good point. In fact, I rebuke that thought right now if that ever came to mind, that that, that's not one. All of us make choices at times, and and here's Israel. They made a choice, and and their choice is to reject God. They've ignored the word of God, and as they do, there's consequences. God doesn't cause judgment, but judgment is the natural cause of ignoring God that if we're not going to receive the word of God, you're walking outside of his will and naturally, you or not just naturally, but you're gonna walk into a place where you're gonna be affected by judgment. But here's the good news. God doesn't leave you in your current condition. God brings hope in the midst of this situation. Here's Israel, dry bones all around in a difficult place. It might feel like 2020. We got picked up and put in the middle of a year we never expected. Like, what can happen in these moments? How, how difficult? But in the midst of that, God is showing up and speaking and breathing life in what seems impossible. Don't forget that you serve a God, that there is a God. If you don't serve him, you can know a God who breathes life into dead things, who brings hope in hopeless situations, who brings truth in the midst of of lies that he's able to confront and bring hope and his love never fails and it will accomplish, his word will accomplish the very thing that he sent for it to do that you can know God is working in the midst of whatever your circumstance. This is Ezekiel as he's speaking on behalf of Israel and Israel's in a place where they've fallen away from God. Here's some things I wanna encourage us in. And uh, just in in Ezekiel, I think we can recognize that that we've gotta recognize it's okay to despise our current condition. When we say despise, I mean, it can seem so strong and to despise something. How many recognize it's okay to not be content in some of the circumstances that surround us. Now, you might say, wait, the Bible says that I've learned to be content. Yes, I've learned to be content in all things because of my relationship with Christ, but being content in Christ doesn't mean I just have to deal with what happens. It means that the power of God in me can affect the things that are around me. That you and I don't live in a world that, well, it is what it is, just the way it is. That's just how it has to be. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. No, I am content, not because I'm okay with what's going on. I'm content because I know the one in whom I belong, and he is holding me and keeping me in spite of what is around me, that the God who is in me is giving me a source of strength and will enable me, and God has given you and I power to affect and authority to affect the things that are around us. That we have the authority and the power of God to be able to set things in motion, to be able to, to have the thoughts and, and realizing that there are, there are the moments in us that we can we recognize that we despise the situations and circumstances that might be around us. But I wanna encourage you today, don't settle where you are. Don't learn to just cope and deal with it and to get by. But ask heaven, ask God, God, what is it that you're speaking in the day? Give me the sound of heaven, not to just adjust to the noise of the earth. Wouldn't you agree that we, sometimes we get too good at just adjusting? to the noise rather than hearing what it is that God is wanting to speak in our moment and in our situation. Yes, I've got to hear from heaven and I've got to learn to be content in the moment while I wait on God. But as I wait on God, I know that he is the God who's bringing breakthrough, that he's gonna speak in the circumstance. He's gonna bring hope in the midst of a difficulty. There's a circumstance out of my control, but a God who is sovereign and working over all things and will bring about a change for his glory. This is the God that we serve that he is working all things. Do you believe his word that says he's working all things together for good? And I'm only gonna know his good, not when I just settle with the way things are, but whenever I begin to recognize, say, God, I don't like what's happening around me. So because I don't like, that has opened the door to this, being dependent upon God. I can't just despise what I don't like. I've gotta be dependent upon God to perceive what it is that he's wanting to do on the earth. I've gotta be dependent upon him. I love the question, that is asked, and I love even more the answer that Ezekiel gives. God asks Ezekiel the question, can these bones live? Remember, they're dry, they're scattered. (laughs) There's nothing on them. They are dry bones. Can these bones live? And here's what Ezekiel says. Only you know, sovereign Lord. Only you know. I love Ezekiel's dependence upon God because it wasn't just faith, which I realize you gotta have faith, absolutely. But if all you have is faith, and not faith in God's word, then your faith is just faith that's nothing. Ezekiel didn't work up his, 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 his faith to say, I believe it can happen. Ezekiel knew it can only happen if your word says it. And if your word says it, then I'm gonna put my faith in your word. Your faith cannot be, if we have faith to believe that God will do something God never said, that's not faith. That's, that's, that's willpower. That's positive thinking. How many know positive thinking is not gonna turn anything around? It's, it's according to God's word. What I'm believing for has to come from God's word. It's a dependency upon God's word. Here's the reason why it's so dependent upon God's word, because when it happens, only God gets the credit. Isaiah 42, the, the Lord said this, he'll not share his glory with anyone, that God will not share his glory. And what he means by not sharing his glory, glory is with an idol, that something else will get the credit. No, all the glory belongs to God. It's to God alone. One of the the prayers that we've had is if you've been journeying with us here at Faith Assembly for almost 10 years now, this prayer that we've been believing God for, for this opportunity here to see, and I'll tell you, it's all connected to this, that the spirit of poverty be broken over Fayette County, that this would be a prosperous land, that jobs would flow here, that industry would come back to life, that what seems like dry bones, God would breathe life in a place that seems like it's not possible. How many know we serve a God who all things possible and so we began praying things like god we want to pay off a building at the time it was 1.1 million dollars that we that we owed on a building and so as we came here we prayed god give us a million dollars we're praying for god to do that seven years later it gets paid off it's not in the way we prayed but we're still believing and my point is this that every prayer we prayed oh god would you do it in a way that only you get the credit that it's not connected to we were brilliant, we were creative, we were good. No, we were obedient to the word of God. And because the word of God said, we stood on his word and it happened not because of our goodness, but because of the greatness of our God who is faithful to his word. Then you will know that I'm going to be a moment to show the world around you that there is a God, something that seems upside down. It doesn't seem comfortable rattles. And I have to confront my inefficiencies or my, my, my deficiency is my inability to do things. But you know what makes it different for me? Because when I hear rattling and I don't know how to fix it, it always concerns me. Like if I don't know what to do, then I got to call someone to fix it and they're going to take me for money and I can't trust them and I don't like wasting money. How many know the thought I've got right there? But guess what I have? I have friends. And now if something rattles in my car, I'm not a mechanic. But I got friends who are. And because I've got friends who are, I can call those friends, and they're mutual, and they're trustworthy, and I know that I can take them at their word, and that friend will tell me what I need to hear, and when I honor the word that that friend gives me, he's looking out on my behalf, and now he's taking care of the very thing, and when he's, when it's all said and done, he's left the car in a better condition than when he found it. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, that you're in a rattling moment right now. Don't don't avoid it. Don't try and hurry up and quick fix it. Get back to like it never happened. No, it's rattling. Confront the rattling right now because there's a friend that when you call him up, he knows what the sound is making. He knows what's taking place. He knows what you need to do. You can trust him because he's looking out for your good. It might cost. It might take time. It might be a process, but he is a good God, a good, better mechanic, a craftsman, a masterpiece who knows how to create masterpiece. He can work in your circumstance and in your situation, you can depend upon him. And as you depend upon him, he is in a place that only he gets the glory, that it all goes to God, that when it works, it's not because you were brilliant or you were good, it's because of God's goodness and his provision in our life. That the faithfulness of God, that when we depend upon God, we're brought to places that we have to depend on God. And I got to be honest with you, I don't like when the only option I have is to trust God. Oh, don't look at me like that. You know it too. You like when you can evaluate and say, well, I know I'm gonna trust God, but maybe God will use this or that or this. Stop trying to figure God out and wait on God and let God direct your steps. Hear from heaven. Hear what God is saying about your relationship. Hear what God is saying about the decisions you're making. What is the the, the sound of heaven over your life? Because God is not gonna leave you in the same condition he found you. He's going to breathe life into you. He's the God who breathes life, a God who gives overwhelmingly, that he is for us. Here's number three or whatever. I don't even know if there's numbers, but here's the next thing. That we've gotta be at a place, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna confront the rattle and we're gonna see God work in the midst of the rattle, we've gotta declare the word. I love what Ezekiel says. Ezekiel doesn't say what he, think, what he thinks. He doesn't say what he feels. He says what the, what the word of the Lord told him to say. We said this last week what a difference our world would be if we quit speaking our mind and started speaking the heart of God, right? If we quit speaking our mind first, quit speaking your mind over the matter start speaking the sound of heaven. What is the word of God? What does the word of God say about your situation? I know you're in a situation, but please, it's okay. Tell me what you think about the situation, but get over that quick because you need to spend more time not telling me what you think about your situation, but telling me what God's word says about your situation. Because if you don't know what God's word says about your situation, then you're never going to see your situation change. There's something about declaring the word of God. Notice that the bones began to rattle the moment that Ezekiel said what God said to say. Do you remember when God created Adam? And I want you to see there's power in your words. God created Adam and Adam was made out of dirt and it was a nice pile of dirt, I'm sure. But all it was was a pile of dirt until what? God breathed into his nostrils. It was just a pile of dirt. Until God breathed in his nostrils. Now God breathes life into Adam, and now Adam comes to life. You realize the same breath that God said, "Let there be light," was the same breath that He breathed, that He breathed inside of Adam. Which means you and I, the power of life and death is in the tongue. That the breath that comes out of our mouth. Imagine if you said to me, "Hey Jason, I'm moving. I need to borrow your truck. I don't have one, but if I did, I'd let you borrow it." How many know? Everybody needs a friend with a truck, right? That's anybody have a truck? I need a friend. Okay, where? No. Uh. If you say, I need your truck, I need to borrow a vehicle, and I let you borrow the vehicle, and you tell me the purpose for which the vehicle is that you need to move some things, and you've identified that you need it for this purpose, you're going in this time, this place, and you're doing this. Now, what if you took the very thing that was mine, that I gave to you, and now instead of using it in honor of what it was agreed upon, now you use it for whatever you want. Now, you just take it for a joyride. You just do your own thing with it. You keep it longer than you were supposed to. You're not even accountable you just act like it's yours, and you never recognize that I gave it to you for a purpose. How many know that's disrespectful? It's dishonoring. The very person who gave that to you, now you treat it like it's yours, and you totally ignore the person who gave it to you. That's disrespectful, which is why I'm concerned at times. The Bible says that we will give an account for every idle word, and I wonder if we forget that the one who gave us our breath And then we just keep breathing and talking like it's ours. And we forget who gave it to us. And instead of declaring the word of God, instead of speaking the life that he gave, we speak more out of the thoughts we have, the opinions we take, the attitudes of our own heart, but oh, that we would honor the one who gave us the breath so that we could speak breath. Why? Because the same God with his same breath who said, let there be light, Put his breath inside of you, which means you have the ability to call things that are not as though they were, that you can speak. Now, I didn't say go to the car dealer and say that car shall be mine in Jesus' name no that's not a name it and claim it, but in a you can speak over your thoughts you can speak over your heart you can speak over your family and over your situation you can declare the word of God not what you want but what God's word says and God's word says that me and my household we will be saved that God's word says that if I seek first his kingdom and his righteousness everything else will be added unto me his word says that I've never seen the, the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread I'm standing upon the word of God and his word will not return void. So I'm going to declare life over my situation and life over everything that I am because the breath of life is inside of me. Ruah. Oh, that we would breathe the breath of heaven and life over the world that we're in. That God has given us that ability that we can declare the word of God. Here's, here's the next thing I want to encourage you in, that we can, we, we become dependent on God. We can declare the word of God and here's the next thing, that we become people, if we're gonna see God work in the rattling, that we've gotta do the word of God. It's not enough, and, and what's so important here is that Ezekiel said what God told him to say. Things began to happen when God when he did what God told him to do. Faith without works is dead, which means you can have all the faith you want, but if we don't put into action, if we don't do the word of God, if we're not putting it into action, remember, Ezekiel was just a pile of dirt until God breathed upon him. I think there's, without a doubt, the Bible, of course, tells us that that there are those that have a form of godliness. They have the form, but they deny the power. And that power is to submit to the Spirit of God in our lives. Submission isn't easy. Submission to consider God's ways above your ways Come on, be honest, that's not easy. I always wanna figure out how I can make God's ways line up with my ways rather than surrendering and say, okay, God, I'm gonna, tr-. when we do the word that, that brings things to life, it is all built upon the word of God. And when the word of God goes forth and things are called to action, the breath, he, he says to Ezekiel, prophesy first to the bones, then prophesy to the four winds. This thought is intriguing to me. Ezekiel is in a valley of dry bones. There's now what looks impossible. And God says, can can these live? And Ezekiel says, only you know. And God says, okay, then say this. And now he's standing in a place and now he says what God says to say over a situation that seems so impossible. And life comes forth. The body of Christ We are in a position. Elections are important. Elections are important. But God moves more in the prayers and the position of his people who will hear from heaven and speak because the voice of God is powerful and life-changing that we would hear the sound of heaven and speak over our earth and not to just hear the rattling that's unnerving and uncomfortable, but that we would hear the rattling is our God is moving and shaking and working all things together, that he's bringing all things together. Notice what happens. The last thing he says, they rose up into a great army. Here's the last thing I wanna leave you with is that we are to deploy in the power of God, that we are to be sent in the power of God. God doesn't bring life to you and I just to get us back on our feet he gets us back on our feet so we can walk in his purpose and in his calling remember your breath that you have it's not yours you got it from God in him we live we breathe we move and we have our being you're only breathing whether you know Jesus or not whether you've surrendered your life to Jesus or not you are only breathing because God gave you breath it is the breath of God inside of you. Now, salvation is when I come to realize that the breath of God in me belongs to God, so now I'm going to give it back to God, and I'm going to allow Him to bring come alive in me. And now I'm living a new life in Christ. And whatever we're in this place that as we end 2020, let us go to a place where we honor God's word, where we become dependent upon His Spirit, that we don't just try and quick fix and and get get by. That we don't, but we don't allow ourselves to to just figure out how to get back to where we were but we say to God God we're dependent upon you that when we hear the rattling it doesn't remind us of our deficiencies but it reminds us how much we're dependent upon him and when we trust him he will bring dead things to life I don't know what's been rattling in your life and I hate to say good for you because I realize that's not a blanket statement. Sometimes God uses the uncomfortable things in life to get our attention. God uses sometimes the rattling moments to say, hey, do I have your attention yet? That was Ezekiel's day. The people wanted to hear nothing, but then they're in captivity. Guess what? God, where are you? God, we need you. God, we're in a place His love for you is so much that He doesn't want to leave you where you are, that He wants you to walk in His power. Whatever that rattling is, you can depend on Him. You can depend on Him. It's unnerving, it's uneasy, but there's a God who will not let you go. He will keep you, He will protect you, He will cause all things to work together for your good. That's what His word says. And if it's not good yet, he's not done working. And so I've got to trust him. And I'm going to. I've been praying prayers for almost 10 years, and I'm still standing on the word that God gave me. You know why? Because it's not mine, it's his word. And the moment I throw it away because it's not working, then I'm I'm judging it according to my perspective. But I can't judge it according to my perspective. I've got to stand upon the word of the Lord. And I'm going to trust his word. I'm going to trust what his word says. I'm going to stand upon his promise. You might build an ark and look like a fool. I'd rather stand upon the word of God and do what God's word says. To trust him in every season. I don't know where you need to trust God. But in these moments, would you just take a posture of prayer right now? I, I want to, before we go, I, I want to have a moment to just pray. I, I want you to pray um, for yourself, but I want to pray over you as well today. And, would you just right now bow your heads, close your eyes, and and in this moment, would you maybe acknowledge just an area that that might be un, might be rattling, an area of difficulty, a place of strain that you're walking in right now? And, and and as you do that, just begin to thank God for His presence with you in the midst of where you're walking. I don't know what your valley looks like. I don't know what your what your place of of, of feels impenetrable, place that feels difficult to, to scale the mountains. Re- remember, we a, a number of weeks ago talked about uh, about David as he 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 found the waterway and he went through what was an impossible place, and God made possible through the water. That you look at something today and it seems impossible oh, your God will bring about beauty. I'm not saying everything will change overnight, but I'm saying your God is going to lead you to a spacious place. He's going to provide. He's going to bring good out of this circumstance as we trust him. Would you begin to pray right now and just de- depend on him? Maybe it's something physically, maybe it's something emotionally, maybe it's relationally, whatever it is, right now there's a, there's a rattling there's something that's rattling right now. You know and you, you know it can't remain in the same condition. Something's got to change. And God is wanting to bring that change in your life today. Holy Spirit, God, we trust you. Father, we stand upon your word that you're faithful. God, I pray that we would learn how to depend on you. Some of us in the room today, you've, you've not been able to be in the army that God wants you to be because you've been giving your attention to things that you don't need to give your attention to. You've been taking your orders from other places and God is saying to you today, no, I want your attention. You've been taking your orders from 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 other things and, and other people, other places, but God's saying, I want your attention. And this, this morning, just in this moment, Holy Spirit, you've got my attention. Holy Spirit, I, I'm surrendered to you. Holy Spirit, I'm coming to you that God wants to bring life. Come on, would you just take a couple minutes right now and would you just begin to pray? I'm gonna pray over us before we sing this song and we go, but just let this be a house of prayer right now. Holy Spirit, God, I pray even as Ezekiel that God to the four corners of the heavens, that the wind of heaven would move upon this house right now. Father, I pray that you would speak life and healing in circumstances, God, I pray that where there's been questions, that we would know that you're the answer, and Lord, that peace would come because we know that our trust is in you. We're standing upon your word, God. I pray that we would that that we would not just look at our circumstance, but we would stand upon what your word says to us. Oh God, that you're bringing life. Oh God, you are the God who gives life, and Lord, I pray that we would not lean on our own understanding. God, forgive us when we've turned inward and tried to cope and figure our way out. Lord, even some in this room right now, God, you're, you're revealing that, God, sometimes we've gotten good at, at, at turning inward and doing our own thing to figure this out. We become either avoiders or, or, or we, we become silent or, or we manipulate. We try to control it. God, I pray that we would depend upon you and we would let go of the strings right now. Even as I say that this morning, I just believe right now there's some of us, you've been holding strings trying to, trying to have the puppets move and, and things happen and you're trying to get everything to work in just the right way and you're frustrated that it's not going your way. You become so so bothered and frustrated that it's not working the way you wanted it to work and now that frustration is overwhelming you. But I see the Holy Spirit right now cutting the strings. He's cutting the strings. I don't know who that is today, but he's cutting the strings and you don't have to fix it. You don't have to control it. Depend upon him today. He's working on your behalf with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I just sense that as a word for somebody today. And you just sense that even now by the authority and the power of God that he's cutting the strings. No strings attached. If that's you right now, you receive that. You sense that as a word for you. Just lift your hand right where you are right now and just say, I receive that in Jesus' name. No strings attached. That God, I'm surrendering it to you. I'm letting go of what I've been trying to to work and control. You you weren't even doing it as a wrong or or as ill-hearted or evil, but it's just your defense mechanism you're trying to protect yourself and God says no I'll defend you I'll protect you I'll keep you depend on me depend on me depend on me and I just sense that the Lord's releasing that right now for you to just walk in his strength would you stand with me all across this room would you just take this, this this moment right now and just surrender say God I depend on you Lord I'm depending on you The God who does the supernatural. The God who brings dead things to life. I declare in Jesus' name that God's strings are being, strings are being uh, 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 cut off, that God, you're cutting the strings, and Lord, that we're walking in the freedom of your joy and of your presence. Lord, I declare today that dry bones will live, that God marriages will be strong, that relationships will be restored, that God resources be provided as we depend on you and we stand upon your word. In the name of Jesus' God, we trust you. We trust your word. And Lord, we declare that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God, we're not just going to get by 2020, but God, we're going to let you use the, the, the rattling moments, the uncomfortable moments to do in us what you want. So Holy Spirit, have your way. Speak our names. Call us forth. Lord, get, let us hear the sound of heaven of what you're speaking over our lives today and our circumstances. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you know you can trust him today, that you can depend on him, that you can believe him for whatever it seems impossible in your life, that he will make a way, that he'll provide. He will do this because he is so good and he's still speaking. Oh, that we would hear.